This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. George is back. And Marie Mills is here too. Jamie Toombs is here. Nicole Gardner is here. Oh my god. We've got a big crew for this episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you along with us for this wonderful episode. Now this is coming in at a cocktail episode, but we're actually recording this from our hotel room in Louisville, Kentucky while we're on a wonderful bourbon trip. And we're super excited about this trip. Marie happens to have a birthday that's coming up soon. So it's a big milestone one. She finally turned 21 (laughs) (laughs) again. And so we're here uh, going through Bourbon County and doing some fun stuff. Wait a minute. She's not twice 21. I didn't say twice. (laughs) You said again. Well, you can turn 21 and then 21 and then 21 and then 21. I turned 21 like four times, okay? It's fine. So we're here and uh, these ladies are here joining us because they were on the trip with us. And so we're going to kind of talk about what we've done so far this weekend and then kind of some tips and tricks and some highlights as we go through. And so everybody ready? Ready. Ready. All right. So uh, as we begin, what... What are some of everybody's kind of favorite things so far throughout the weekend? Bourbon. What? <laughs> There's a little bit of that, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just did today uh, barrels and billets, which was super fun. Yeah. So you got to kind of like taste different things and then blend your own mix. Yeah. Wow, so which I'm super excited about. Uh, barrels and barrels and billets is a place in downtown Louisville yep. where you get to blend your own whiskey. And you can buy a bottle of it. It's a really fun experience. And they take a bunch of bourbons and then you kind of taste through them and then they kind of guide you into blending your own. And it was it was lots of fun. It really was. Yeah. I was really scared about it at first because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But then like I just started mixing and I was like, oh, this this works. This tastes delicious. So I was pretty proud of myself. A pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. Like, so the Did one- you buy a bottle? I did. Okay. Yeah. You bought a dad, you did a bottle too, didn't you? I did. You were the only one that liked the smoke of the group. Oh, I surprise, love it. You know surprise. Me, you know. Scotch. I, I tried to blend it in and I just couldn't get it to not knock me in the face. Right? Oh well. <laughs> All right. So somebody else, what was your favorite part of the trip? Nicole, what's been some of the highlights? Yeah, um well, I really liked yesterday uh, doing the bullet uh tasting and they had the little scent the little scent cubes that was really fun and then uh, today we took instead of doing the the bourbon blending some of us took a walk along the ohio river and went across uh, there's a bridge that you can watch walk across uh, old railway railway bridge that they converted uh, into a pedestrian bridge and it was about a mile and the weather was really great and you could look out over the ohio river and get great views of of louisville and then we walked over into Indiana and, and went to a little place called Parlor that was a uh, tap house and pizza and had some snacks. So it was a lot of fun. Nice way to break up all the bourbon tasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwing that. Liver a little yeah. Break. Yeah. They, they had a great tap list. I had a great um, Kolsch that was super refreshing. And, oh, and yeah. I was enjoying some breadsticks, some nachos. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing are... wrong with beer. All Not beer. at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. So. And anybody can jump in here. Let's talk about the bullet tasting for a little bit. Because the bullet tasting was really, really cool. Special. And it wasn't just the tasting. What they did was they they did a, what they call it, unlocking your senses. And it was lots of fun. So why don't you guys kind of talk about that experience and what you guys kind of took away from it. And then what were some of your favorite drinks on that one? 
Ashley kept trying to steal Sam Elliott from me, and I did <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> appreciate that. Ashley was our Ashley was our uh, our guide on the tasting experience, and she was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, she was. I really liked that they like gave you something to smell that would help you smell something that maybe you didn't smell before in the whiskey, which then affects your taste. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Also, fun fact: carbon neutral. Didn't expect that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was really cool about how they have lessened their footprint. Yeah. Also, the way she set the mood with the lighting and the sound effects in the tasting room to kind of give you that full immersive experience versus just like, here, taste some whiskey. Here, yeah. This like, is what you should smell. Yeah. Well, she didn't rush us either. No. And, you know, some places they just get you in a hurry and do that thing and. She said, now we're going to take two little tastes, and then we're going to smell, and then you can kind of finish up. Uh, the one I was talking about rushing was Buffalo Trace. I mean, the, the guy was, he was okay. He needs to learn some better vocabulary. But, right, guys. You know, right, guys. Right, guys. You got it, right, guys. guys. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Happy man. Birthday, man. But when we Not got to man. the when we got to the tasting, it's like, hurry up, taste this, taste that. If you're ready, taste this. Yeah, the pacing. Ashley's pacing was really, really good. Yeah. I was going to say with the bullet too, I liked, not only was it immersive, but she tied it to the different seasons. And so you have this like seasonal walk through the bourbons and, and the scents uh, in the little snifters along with the bourbon really, really set the tide. You know, summer, we started in summer and fall and, and winter and spring and bullets always been my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's it one just of my reinforced favorite. that it's, it's still my favorite, but I just, it really was, you know, kind of made you think about you know, how to enjoy bourbon all year round. So what did, so guys, I know a lot of you have your notes. What was winter? I missed, I missed winter. Winter was the last one. That was the single barrel. Oh, okay. With the cinnamon, like the warming spices you talked about a lot. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so way, way it was, we did summer, which was the regular bourbon, the orange label bourbon. And then fall was the tenure bourbon spring was the rye whiskey and winter was their single barrel Their single barrel yeah the cool thing about their single barrel which i didn't know is you know they have three different mash bill recipes and then was it five different yeast strains that they use and they only use a particular recipe in a particular strain and they really focus that and that was really cool just from a from a distillation knowledge side was that they actually focused on that. They didn't just kind of mash it all together and then put it in the barrels. They really stayed focused with the the bill and the yeast strain, which can make a whole lot of difference. The the tasting room was also really um, interesting in that they incorporated artists. They had art from local artists, and it was really about kind of this Louisville area um, and the connection to the history of the area that I thought was really cool. Yeah, Graffiti and art on the walls. Signed barrels. It was a very welcoming experience, I thought. Also, just supporting their local farmers, getting a lot of their, like, corn and stuff and wheat and, like, alfalfa from the surrounding areas of Louisville. Um, Really cool. Just, like, hey, we're giving back to the community by using their products in our whiskeys. Which definitely helps with sustainability, right? If you're not trucking things constantly across the country. Yep. (laughs) You're making it more sustainable, but... 
The only, so the interesting thing, and you know, I'd love to talk to more, you know, distillers and and more people in the whiskey world about this is how they use a warehouse versus a rick house. You know, exactly. Which I mean, I mean, technically a warehouse would be a rick house, but you know, they they seem you know, they only stacked theirs like four pallets high, which is like five, which is you know about twelve barrels high. Whereas, you know, other places are stories, like six or seven mm-hmm. stories high, full of bourbon. And I get that from a from a safety issue. And, that you know, I, I love that they're thinking about it. They're using solar-powered forklifts to reduce their footprint. They're not having to roll the barrels around. But it's inter- I, wonder, I wonder how that seasonal effect is felt differently in a metal warehouse versus a wooden rick house or even like the brick the brick warehouses that we saw at bullet or at uh, Buffalo trace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other highlights from bullet? Also had some nice cocktails. Very tasty. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had a, I had a smoked, what was it? Ma- mango chili old fashioned. Yeah. Which was just like fun to watch her make when they light things on fire. And I'm never going to turn it down. Um, yeah, it's but, always cool when the smoke like yeah. goes down into the cock. It just like sinks into the cocktail. It's always cool. It really tastes yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I just had a bullet and diet. It was delicious. Yeah. I mean, it was just nice and simple. Not a lot of pomp and circumstance, but it was very tasty. I had their smash, which had like peach, watermelon, lemon in it. Super light, super refreshing, delightful. Yeah, the cream. I had their their mint to be, which was mint and bourbon and grapefruit soda on top of it, and it was so good. It was I just with that. One. It was just a perfect summer cocktail. I was like, "Ooh, I gotta work this one into my rotation." Yeah. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that the one with the rye? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was the one with the rye, and it was just so. The grapefruit wasn't too overpowering, and the mint was refreshing, and it was delightful. Yeah, it was interesting during the tasting. Uh, actually mentioned how rye and grapefruit go really well together because of the the complementary citrus notes, and she pointed out that cocktail for us, which was really cool. Uh, I had the cream, I had the cream sickle with the toasted <laughs> marshmallow, and yes, I felt like a child. Your sweet, <laughs> your sweet tooth again. And my sweet tooth, my sweet tooth rung out again. It was really good. It was a draft cocktail, so I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything special or or really artisan. Well, she torched a marshmallow. Yeah, I mean, they torched a marshmallow. That was the garnish was a torched marshmallow. <laughs> oh, really? And I was like, That's, I, I'll take that, please. Just the marshmallow. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you got a souvenir cup out of it. Yeah, it is. Just yeah. wash your safe and you got to yeah. take them home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then so next yesterday we went to Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Um, while our tour guide was not as good as he could have been, there are ways in which he could have done a better job. Hey, guys. I think... How are you doing, guys? No. Well, so I think I think we just got a bad draw because we were we are partnered with basically a pen guy bachelor party, yeah. and I think yeah. they saw bachelor party group of females. Oh, we don't really have to get somebody who's going to go super deep into the history of Buffalo Trace and Colonel Taylor, and so hey, we know. Patrick really does a great job at this with these sorts of groups. So, so what was it he said to you, Marie? Hey, man, how's how's your birthday uh, so, going? So, mom gave me a crown to wear, and so I was wearing this crown, and so people would point it out and be like, "Oh, what's the crown for?" And I would tell him it was my birthday, 
And he goes, well, happy birthday, man. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, he just did, he didn't, Yeah, he was just not aware of what he was doing. Yeah. It, it it definitely wasn't on purpose. It's not intentional. It's just a bad habit. Yeah. It's like when you first, it's like when we first started doing this, I noticed that I said, um, and yeah, mm. a lot. <laughs> and when I learned about it, I just had to change that habit. Now, it's not any excuse of that habit that he needs to break. It was right. just, it took away, it distracted a little bit. But also, he didn't go into a lot of the history mm. of the place, which I, which I was kind of sad about. But... What were some highlights for you guys for Buffalo Trace, which was our second stop? It was a beautiful day. It's just so beautiful grounds and just seeing all the different buildings. I really liked the building. I can't remember what it was that um, they had the tornado oh, yeah. go right. through and it ripped the roof off. And he was telling us that they had to replace bricks at the very top. And all the um, bourbon that was saved from there was like their tornado bourbon, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I think that was Warehouse C. There you go. Yeah, where warehouse. Was. Yeah, right. I thought the they have a they have a little a little house made for every millionth barrel, mm-hmm. and that so was cool. the seven millionth barrel was sitting in there, all tucked in, cozy, and and they're really quite close to the eighth millionth, yeah, eight millionth barrel, um, which was kind of fun. I was like, I don't know how that affects the flavor, but. And then he said he they give that to charity to yeah help, they'll know, bottle it they take that charity. barrel and they bottle it and all the bottles like are donated to charity and yeah. stuff so that's pretty cool that was really cool well and it's going to be interesting you know they talked us through like how long it took to get to like particular million millionth barrels and what was it between the f- sixth and the seventh no. Between the fifth and the sixth millionth barrel, it was like 30 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, and if they were giving that one to charity, that, that there's 30-year-old Buffalo Trace, yeah. which yes. probably will only be ever done yeah. that way. And, you know, he's, what was it, 7,952 like million? Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably breach that by next week. I'm like, I oh my. Did he yeah. say October? October, right? Okay, next month. But I was like, dang. But still, that's you know almost a hundred thousand barrels in yeah. in one month is how much. Well, and like the seven millionth barrel was what from 2018. So like it was we're ju- talking about like four years now. Yeah. yeah. In the seventh, the sixth to seventh took just over ten years. It was like ten years in a month. So it was, it was that was very interesting. What about what are some other highlights? They didn't have any blunts. Well, they did. They just sold out. Already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something we learned. Is like they, they might get the blunts at nine o'clock in the morning, and then by eleven or even before, it's gone. Yeah. Well, and so so for those of you who may not know this, Buffalo Trace is a very large piece of the bourbon market. They have under their umbrella. Not only do they have Buffalo Trace, they have Blanton's, they have Eagle Rare, they have Weller, um, all, everything e. from E.H. Taylor. Pappy, um, Pappy Van Winkle is underneath their umbrella. Sazerac Rye. Uh, they're actually owned by the conglomerate, the Sazerac Company. So all those, all of those whiskeys are made at that location. Which is insane. It was a massive place. It was a massive right, place. Right. I really wanted to learn more about the um, 
they talked a little bit about that single oak project where they had, you know, traveled yeah. and like gone to all these different oak forests around the world, maybe, and, right. and chose the barrel that was going to make, or, you know, chose the trees that were going to, you know, make this specific type of bourbon and, um, and, and kind of how that process, how that process happened. And I just thought that was a very interesting approach to yeah. 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 I was like, that was somebody's idea, like like dream idea. And I yeah. really I really thought that was interesting. It's definitely something I wanna like keep an eye out for. He was like, you know, definitely they'll they'll happen out every once in a while. Um, but they're super rare to find. Um, yeah, I mean so they had a really bunch cool. of the bottles in the tasting room area. So yeah. where y'all were staring, if you went back around where the restrooms mm-hmm. were, that whole back wall was all single mm-hmm. single oak bottles. I don't yeah. know if they had been given back or they just didn't, they held them because they yeah. didn't want to give them out. But it was, there were tons of them back there, but it was really cool. They were very, very dark in color. Yeah. I didn't yeah. notice that, which was very interesting. I, I was happy that we got a taste Blanton's. Yeah. Yep. Even though we it wasn't on, it wasn't available to us at that point of the day for sale, it was in the tasting flight. Yeah, that, I hadn't tasted Eagle Rare if I did, I didn't remember it. I can't. Oh, my women who whiskey days, but right. Um, that one was really nice to be able to taste because I see it every once in a while on the lotteries. Yeah. But you always you don't really want to bet your lottery ticket on mm-hmm. something you've not had before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was a good one to taste. Have you ever bought it? Anybody? No. Rare? No. It's super hard like to find. <laughs> Jamie signed up for lotteries. I'm like, I want all the Eagle Rare. I thought that one was really good. Yes. I've been privileged enough to drink quite a bit of it, knowing people that drink a lot of bourbon, but I've never owned a bottle of my own. <laughs> um, I'm kicking myself because not this last summer, but the summer before when I was in Montana, one of the guys that worked with dad that came to his funeral was like, oh yeah, we saw a bottle of Eagle Rare at whatever liquor store. And I was there and did not have a vehicle at my disposal, so I didn't go buy it. And I'm kicking myself. And I had flown, so I was like, how am I going to get it home? But I'm kicking myself that I didn't go pick it up. Right. Because they were also, like a lot of things in Montana, selling it way cheaper than it probably should have been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I noticed here, just in Louisville and the area in general. Things aren't as as expensive as I was expecting them, especially... Especially in the bourbon market, we, I went there three times, actually. Jordan joined me for one. Went to Justin's House of Bourbon down on, what was it, First and Market or whatever. Um, and he had, they had all these different bottles. And they were doing pours of stuff, you know, for like five to ten bucks. You could even, like, get pours of, they even had, like, old Fitzgerald all you know, all three age or all four ages of Happy Van Winkle that you could get pours of. They weren't five bucks, but oh, you could well, actually get them. Uh-huh. And it was very interesting because they had about twenty to thirty single barrel projects that they had worked with distilleries to pick what barrels they wanted. They'd had a bottle of Peerless a barrel project from Peerless Rye. Oh, <laughs> they nice. called it Luke Rywalker, <laughs> 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 which was really cool, but. They also, they also had, they were selling, like I guess you could say on consignment, private bottles. Ooh. Now they had Eagle Rare, and it was one hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. Oh, they oh my had gosh. Blanton's, for my blood. <laughs> and it was two hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. Ooh. All right. And Blanton's then, was. 
Well, they were selling it aftermarket, secondary. Oh, okay. Technically. Private collection. Yeah, they were selling it out of private collections. And then they had these glass cases that had other whiskeys that were for sale that were from people's private collections. And it was like, there were like double magnums of old Fitzgerald with like the the poor poor caddy. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a whole, like an entire set of E.H. Taylor's. An entire set of Blantons, like you. It was, it was really incredible. So if you if you come to Louisville, that's definitely, in my opinion, a place to go at. It's not it's not a distillery, but it's definitely a place to stop at. Get a lot of different pours. Yes, you can. It's a it's a cool little shop with like a tasting bar in there. Yeah. yeah like I mean, the busy. other fun thing we did at Buffalo Trace was mix the bourbon cream with their root beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Call so, it an adult root beer float. I wasn't angry at it. <laughs> Me yeah. either. Well, and so they had like this whole soda line. So if you've seen the the Freddy's. the bourbon the bourbon documentary that's out there, they talk a lot about Buffalo Trace, and they they talk about Freddie, who's a big character in it, and he talks about Buffalo Trace, and I guess he has his own little soda line yeah. that they saw, which was really cool. I saw people buying. Um, multiple six packs of the root beer yeah. yesterday it was good root it, beer it was it was really good i really enjoyed it i didn't drink mine i gave it away to my buddy <laughs> <laughs> too sweet for jordan i don't i've never liked root beer even since i was a well kid. that's one of the things that diamond beer started is their root beer too yeah but was, I, i'm with you jordan it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> you also got a little bourbon cream as a dessert a little chocolate uh yeah, chocolate covered ball, bourbon yeah. ball for dessert yeah. that was nice yeah <laughs> that was a, a nice little surprise yeah <laughs> no i think the biggest surprise the tasting room was when the bachelor party started singing happy birthday to murray yeah that and, was awesome. that was, and that they was had to close fun. the doors <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tasting because so it was so loud and, and still as i checked out downstairs every person who saw me was like so were you the one they were singing happy birthday to and i was like yeah yep, it was <laughs> me one of the crown. T- turns out those old warehouses don't have very good insulation <laughs> 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 yeah that's true <laughs> well so before we jump into our next stop i i want to give a personal shout out to mint julep tours Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. So Marie had set up a private tour that we had went on with Mint Julep Tours, and our guide Derek was awesome. awesome. Oh, he Derek was, great. was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and they were super helpful. Like I knew I wanted someone to drive us, so nobody else had to worry about it. Even though I know some people weren't going to drink a lot, um, and I just wanted somebody to organize the day, <laughs> like and keep us on track. And right. Derek did that without like making us feel rushed yeah. or pressured, and they they really did. And he counted to make sure that all of us we never kept, lost our, anybody. Yep, kept track <laughs> of us. Behind. I think and Nic- he knew so much about the area and yeah. the history. Like, you know, clearly done his homework. And I think it seemed like he was from around the area. Yeah. Which yeah. was just really nice to hear from yeah. a local. Well, he was experienced. He said he'd been doing it for eight years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I think I think Nicole kind of put it best at one point. I kind of order, overheard her talking to Derek and. He's like, yeah, I just want to make sure everybody's where they need to be. And she's like, you've got a bus full of bosses and first children. We don't. We just need somebody to take care of us. <laughs> like, none of us. None of us want to. None of us want to. You're doing a great job. You're not going to bug us. And he said, all you have to do is tell me to turn the music up, and I'll shut yeah, it up. And, and shout out, he drove us through the biggest oh, rainstorm oh, we ran oh, into gosh. on the interstate. 
And I just thought in this giant van, and I just thought, I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> I would have made everybody be quiet. Yeah. Shut wow. up. Oh, Turn the radio so, down so you can see better. Wow, he slowed he slowed way down. He got yeah. behind yeah. us. Oh, yeah. 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 I think he said he got down to 30 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. But yeah. we made it through. <laughs> um, but he was just, he was fabulous. He was fabulous. Yeah, yeah. so our last stop on that trip was Castle and Key. We didn't do it. T- we didn't do a tasting there. Uh, we were just able. To, we went there to visit because their grounds are just beautiful. Yeah, so pretty. And uh, we went to the kind of their cocktail hut. Yeah. And you could get a little flight there, but um, what did everybody kind of take away from that place? They were super cute. They they apparently do seasonal gins, which was really neat. I I only didn't. I tried the one main gin. Right. Um, but it. Definitely is friendly for non-whiskey drinkers, which I think is good to point out for those who may come to Whiskey County and yeah. Bourbon County and, and, like, want to try things besides bourbon. And that's okay, too. Or just drink a beer. Yeah. Or just drink a beer. <laughs> they had great cocktails. Uh, yeah, Claire, Claire had a beer, didn't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. Claire got a beer, and uh, Jamie and I shared a flight and then got a cocktail. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, it's not like remarkable must-try drinks but like they just are such a fantastic location yeah i think it is a it, it's a good visit i don't know that pony up i had was that a pony, pony up was had really good. ginger ginger syrup and bourbon and then soda water and i think they must have made their own ginger syrup because it was delicious. it was, it was delicious i was like oh this is i could drink this all day and then plus the grounds they've got like a sunken gardens you can walk through mm-hmm. and the old source house was really interesting where the water, though they would source the water to go in. They had done that up um, and made a nice little seating area out of it. And the grounds themselves are just very historic and very beautiful and a great place to walk there along a little creek and on under all these old growth yeah. oaks and maples. And, you know, you just yeah. really feel as somebody who grew up in, in the Ohio River Valley, like it just very much took me home and, and had good memories yeah. of... Uh, of of my history, my life here. Yeah. Well, I think like Marie, you were talking about how they do like seasonal gins. I think they source a lot of their botanicals on site because they grow a-, a lot of stuff. And they talk about we you one of the paths you can walk is their botan- botanical garden. I think they do source, and that's one of the reasons they run kind of do a seasonal thing. Yeah. Another interesting thing about Castle and Key is that they are you know they were closed for a long time. It was the old Taylor Distilling. Yep. distilling company and it was closed for quite a while and then i don't know who with them i don't think they're actually owned by a conglomerate but they had money come in behind them and they pulled the first woman master distiller from away from woodford right yeah that's right and pulled her over there to start doing distilling there so some of that bourbon that's coming out is stuff that she's distilled she's no longer there she's doing her own little her own little side hustle right now. Or not side hustle. She's doing her own little blind uh <laughs> What'd you think of the rye? I love both of them. I bought both bottles. Yeah. Batch two was <laughs> batch two was better though. You know, it was it was a little bit more smooth. You had a lot of good more to me it had more of the developed flavors of a rye. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first one just felt a little unrefined, hot around the edges, really mm-hmm. sharp. It was good though. Yeah. But it was like at that point it's nitpicking. I liked them all. They were different variations. They were all good. Um, I, knowing that they've only been open for what less than ten years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Definitely they are going to be 
fantastic as they yeah. continue to grow and build that brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely one I would call the like what to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, yeah. They're, when they're going to be able to source up, it's going to be yeah. Uh, interesting. Another interesting thing I found this weekend was there is a, a whiskey company called Pinhook. They're the ones that are really pretty. They look and they have horses on it. Uh, horses on the label, and they're different colors. They kind of look like jockey, uh, uh, jockey Sounds pelts, good. silts. Yeah, um, not pelts. That's totally, totally something <laughs> different. Uh-huh. Different side. Yeah. But Pinhook, what they do is they actually d- distill at Castle and Key, and then they they take theirs and they age it, age it elsewhere, and you know, I heard somebody talking about it. It's like, this is a way that a lot of people are doing now because it takes so much capital to get started in the distillery. So a lot of these places are like, yeah, you can rent, like yeah. kind of share space, use our, to do your run, and then you go age them somewhere else. But they're really good too. Is that some place you tried? Some, well, I you tried, tried a tasting of it? I tried a tasting of it at just at South Suburban. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I know it's distributed in Arkansas, so... Oh, yeah, okay. I drank Penhook and Little Rock. Yeah, it's it's good. They're they're releasing like a vertical, so they've done like a big run, and then they they've released at two years, at three years, at four years of the same run, and they're up to year seven now, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, what about so just some other other highlights or tips and tricks for people who say, "Hey, let's come to I want to go to Bourbon County. What are some things to do or things to not do?" Go to the Brown Hotel and get your Kentucky hot brown. Um, it's yeah. massive, though, so if you want to share, share it for the table like we did, do that or order the petite brown because <laughs> yeah. they're for a smaller version. Yeah. But the food was incredible. The service was great. Um, the venue is beautiful. It's a beautiful, yeah. amazing. Venue, so. It's just down the street. <laughs> just, just over and there. And Marie likes to tell you it's just right there. <laughs> yeah, just over there. By I over think- there, it's like five blocks away. <laughs> If not more. <laughs> yeah. I, we, this morning, this morning, yeah. early this afternoon, we did uh, Prohibition Craft Spirits Cocktail Class, which mm. if you're tired of just doing straight tastings, like it's a fun way to mix it up. You learn something a little different. I would love to go back there and do their tasting because yeah. I'm really impressed by their spirits. But, mm, that was a lot of fun. Um, so, Steve was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. Steve-o. So impressive yeah. what like he's doing and how he got into yeah. it. And for such a super talented bartender to not drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, wait, you don't drink, but you are, like, working on, you know, your... Then he he told us a story about him ordering the martinis. So, I think he doesn't drink a lot. Yeah. 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 True. True. Or he may not drink bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would have to take a, you know, a cocktail straw. Nope. He, I know we said he to. didn't do it, but it's like nope. he he must have a fantastic nose. Well, yeah, and, you, and I mean I've talked about this before when I've talked about cooking. Is you learn you learn what flavors go together. You learn how to prepare something. Right. You don't have to. I mean, I don't eat vegetables, but I can still cook them. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's it's possible. You understand when you start to understand flavors and compounds and. How he talked about the masking and the highlighting and the camouflaging. Yeah, he had all that down. And I'm sure he had other people tasting and telling him well, and what he they said were tasting. The, 
the older gentleman that is like his, his mentor, mentor. Yeah. is kind of like the master taster, essentially. Yeah. And so he yeah. would make a cocktail, the master taster would taste it and come back and tell him like what notes he found, what taste profiles it had, and if it wasn't what he was going for, what Steve was going for, he would go back to the drawing board and try it again until he got yeah. to that flavor yeah. profile he was looking and for. And it also sounded like the master distiller or distillery team. Um, yeah. And he had a pretty close relationship yeah. about understanding the liquors that they were making. Yeah, he said right. that, you know, they're like master distiller and his mentor, the master taster, would also taste like just the liquors by themselves and come back and be like, I found these 37 notes in this and having that list of like, okay, you've got caramel, you've got nutmeg, you've got whatever else it might be, gives you a lot to base what you're going to pair with it and what you might want to cover up versus what you might want to highlight and bring out. So, and when you understand how those things work, you don't necessarily have to taste it. Yeah. And what'd you think of his cocktails? I mean, the perfect margarita was pretty darn That was yeah, amazing. I love I yours. Like, that's the only way I'm making a margarita. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. I also did not realize, and I guess, I mean, I've never made, when I make gin cocktails, it's pretty much a, gimlet or a gin tonic but the like if you shake gin you will create nasty fumes <laughs> yeah. I, like, yeah. I hadn't thought of that or never noticed it because unless you it. unless you add citrus, citrus. so that's why yeah. a lot of times you'll gimlet some places gimlets will be shaken yeah well they had that good story about vermouth and putting the vermouth in the glass swishing it around sending it and, and the then throwing it out yeah. and Holding Dude. the glass toward yeah. Italy so that yeah. you can see yeah, homage. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, then, I think every one of his cocktails is great. It sounds like he's got an upcoming cocktail competition with his Manhattan or old fashioned. Yeah. Old fashioned. And that was that old fashioned. That was good. Oh, like, yeah, I want to like, was... follow his competition. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I was really, really impressed. That old fashioned was the uh, best old fashioned I've ever had. I'm going to have to buy cocoa bitters just to yeah, see that. Exactly. <laughs> well, and the way he talked about how each bourbon is different and you should make your old fashioned different, you know, For different each, each time based on your bourbon, I was like, that makes so much sense. But I'm a home bartender. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't have 30 different syrups that I use. To highlight. And I was like, okay, on special occasion, I get that. And I get that there's a basis. And I, I love that we muddled our fruit with it. Yeah. Because yeah, that, to awesome. me, is what traditionally sets an old-fashioned apart just from whiskey and bitters in a glass. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, he was like, look, like you can try whatever your recipe is with every bourbon in your house. And you're going to find that that recipe works really well with some bourbons and not with others. So and that's okay, like, but like yeah. learn those things and take notes, right? Like, I think um, Jordan's kiddo gave me some notebooks for Christmas the other year, and I've used yeah. them to like take notes on cocktails I make at home on a regular basis, so that I write down those little things that I change. Mm-hmm. And if you do stuff like that at home, you can be like, okay, when I'm using makers, I use this bitters. If I'm using Rocktown, I switch it yeah. up to that. And you can probably like play around a little bit with those to just yeah. make it your own. Well, you made it extremely clear you don't want any salt. No, no. Within your bourbon, which where where that came in was somebody asked him about buying simple syrup, 
So and bought bought simple syrups are going to have preservatives in them, and preservatives mm-hmm. are usually salt or some sort of salinity uh, have some sort of salinity in them because we know, as we've talked about before, salt is a preservative. And simples are so easy to make. Just take the and they don't take that long either. Just take the fifteen minutes and make yourself simple. Just throw them in the right, recipe. Yeah. But I think his simple syrup was special. Well, yeah, that because he didn't go special. into he exactly specific, what it was. He made a specific simple that had, he did say rosemary, sage, and thyme. He did not mm-hmm. tell us how much of each, each, each yeah. he puts in there. But just even a basic simple syrup, you know, it's one-to-one sugar and water. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, doable. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, I heard him telling somebody from the other group that with the herbs, he made a tincture out of the herbs first mm-hmm. and then added it into oh, yeah. the simple. Because yeah, you have to be careful sometimes with, yeah, with boiling them and especially with boiling sugar, because we know sugar is going to, it's going to boil at a higher temperature. Uh, so it can get a little funky. So you can, I think if you're going to use herbs, a better way to do it would kind of do what he did, boil in water to to release the oils from the herbs, whatever herbaceous kind of type you're using, and then you add that mixture into your simple as part of your water. Exactly. I just couldn't get over the, I mean, he said he's working on his, you know, master, uh, master craftsman certification, or I forget what he called it. Um, but, you know, he's like, Hey, I gotta sometimes drive down to Georgia and like pick the oranges off the tree. Yeah, yeah like he, <laughs> so he went into the detail of how he like boiled his distilled water to make this purified ice, and and I was like, this it was really truly a labor of love. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. yeah, it's the Inter- International Mixologist Guild, yes. bartender, bartender association. Yeah, yes. International Bartender Association to become a master mixologist is the process and he said he's one of 11 in the United States in the United States who are in their internship period and there's only 360 some odd in the in the world and he has to travel like he's traveling in the next I think two weeks to Paris that's where the comp- yeah, the, competition the competition is and it's a five-year internship process which that's that is a whole and he's like I have to know every every type of distillate made every type of wine every type of beer i need to know how how everything's are made where the proofs are at and then kind of what nicole was talking about he said he even has to know how thing how the fruit the, the citrus or whatever where it came from when it was picked what was the what was the season like when it was picked has <laughs> it been average average rainfall yeah. had, it been, had it been frozen before it was yeah. transferred was or before it was shipped was it fresh and that's his, at some point he said, well, it's just easier to go. for me to make this cocktail to go down and talk to our grower in Georgia and just pick an orange off the tree yeah. and take it for my competition. And well, I was like, yeah, sure. And it was even <laughs> like, he had to know exactly how the ice was made, where the water came from. Yeah. Like, it was All really, the, really yeah. high standards. Yeah. Um, and, and dang, he's got the attention to detail. I was super impressed. Yeah. 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 Well, and when he shared a little bit about his history before he got into bartending <laughs> doing like special effects makeup and stuff you knew right then he had to be detail oriented because yeah. when he said he worked for like disney and he did like some of the pirates of the care or not pirates uh, some star of the star wars, wars movies and stuff mm-hmm. you know that he's gotta be detail oriented to do that at that level yeah yeah right really right cool. and josh found his instagram 
her like his special effects makeup, makeup oh, and it's that was impressive amazing. ridiculously amazing yeah. yeah and it wasn't even like stuff he had done with disney it looked like it's stuff he had done within the last or, like, since the last halloween Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you come like do my makeup? Halloween? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was it was really cool. So, what about just Louisville in general? What are some other tips and tricks or do's and don'ts for um, that you guys have make reservations? Make I, I think one of the most important things to come at least if I think there's probably seasonality to it, and there's definitely Jamie and I can tell our we fell into a place story. Um, but the tasting rooms, the tastings, the tours, everything requires reservations. Yeah. You are not, especially on a weekend, you are not going to stumble into a place and be able to set up a tasting, uh, especially at the really popular places. Angels MV is downtown. McNair's is downtown. Those places book up. And so you do have to plan ahead. That said, you can be a nice person fall into Evan Williams and say, hey, like, can we go to your bar? A lot of these places do have a bar that you can go up to if they're not hosting private events or something right. like that or have a large group. You can go up, um, sit at the bar, meet the bartender. They may be a brand ambassador. They may right. have extra special stories. Maybe um, making some special cocktails. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, so do, don't not try that opportunity but do make reservations for places you're yeah. especially excited about even some of the cocktail bars are reservation yeah. only yeah. Um, so if there's certain things that you want to try like check their websites see if they're reservation only because you don't want to miss that opportunity by oh it's Saturday night and I want to stumble in and you're not on the list because you yeah. don't have right. a reservation yeah, yeah. And a lot of Nashville is walkable. Sometimes it's a little further Lou- walkable. Louisville. I'm sorry. Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. There's been a lot of bourbon flowing through these things. A lot of Louisville is walkable. Some is a little bit further than others. But um, before we went to the Prohibition Spirits and Cocktails, we went to Gravelly, um, little oh, bar right yeah. next door. That place was Brewery. so stinking cute. cute. Yeah. They had like two, three tiered outdoor bar or outdoor a patio situation. And it was just really nice. It was kind of quiet, kind of in a neighborhood. So not really loud, not a super big party crowd, I don't think. It's just kind of you go, you have a couple of cocktails, you have a couple of beers, you just relax and you can see the Louisville skyline and just kind of hang mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Their beers were delicious. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I think we're going to kind of go ahead and, and wrap it wrap it up. So I want to thank all of you for being on the podcast. This has been a really fun episode, and I hope our listeners out, have, out there have enjoyed it. And Marie, thank you. And thank you, birthday. Marie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us all together. <laughs> Thanks for being here with me on my birthday. I appreciate the travel that went into it, especially no, shout out to Nicole who traveled from Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. trip. Uh, very appreciated. You're you're worth it. I love you. <laughs> Twenty years of friendship, right here. Yes. <laughs> well, great. So once again, we thank you guys for being here on following along on this wonderful journey with us. Uh, remember, we're out there on the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are acquiring tastings on all those platforms. If you want to send us an old-fashioned email, we are acquiredtastings at gmail.com. Hit that like or subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. 
We would love to hear what you like about us, what you don't like about us. Give us a rating and review out there. Give us those stars. It helps us to be seen if you want us to be seen by all your friends out there. And also just share us by word of mouth. We love we love you guys. We thank you for being on with us. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. I'm George. I'm Anne-Marie Mills. Jamie Timms. Nicole Gardner. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.